Hey everyone, welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. This is kind of a special edition here where we're doing a Facebook Live. And uh, we're here with Ryan Wakefield. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Man, it's going good. We're right in between snowstorms here in Kansas City. So uh, I'm pumped to have a break of this and maybe spring will be right around the corner. But man, always pumped to talk about Easter. Uh, I love this topic and I think we've got some really good tips to share today. Yeah, so we're going to dive into this this big idea of Easter and marketing and all that good stuff. But uh, Ryan, just to just to catch up with you a little bit, um, why don't you tell us what's going on? What's new with uh, Church Marketing University, and uh, what do you, you're always up to something? So what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we just uh, launched our Ultimate Easter Kit, so it's a completely done for a church kit. It's got artwork, social media posts, Facebook ad campaigns, videos. Um, there's like 30 different things inside this uh, kit that basically we wanted to be like, hey, church is this. You're not only getting everything done for you, like example, emails, you know, scripts, text message scripts, volunteer uh, ideas. Uh, there's just so much uh, try to, to describe it all, but um, it's totally completely free. Uh, a church can jump in there. They're going to get coaching as well that goes with each uh, kind of download, has some coaching that says, hey, here's how we'd recommend you do your invite card strategy, or here's uh, a calendar that you can use that has like what to do between now and like Mother's Day and stuff. So uh, that's been our latest and greatest thing. We've got about 5,500 churches in there right now, and the feedback's been incredible, and that's just so cool to see when churches are like, uh, you know, I'm a you know one man show type deal, or I'm a bi vocational pastor, and this thing is a huge blessing. So uh, that's kind of the latest thing that we've got going on. So yeah, so and I think uh, they can get access to that uh, through Church Brand Guide. So just wherever you're listening to this or you're seeing this, there should be a link somewhere from Michael, and he can hook you up with the Easter kit for free. All right, that's right. I just um I just put that link below in the comments. So you're gonna hear some great stuff from Ryan here, and we're just gonna. Um, get into it here in just a moment. But um, Ryan, what's the passion behind Church Marketing University uh, for you? Like, why, why did you start this? What's the, what's the big deal behind uh, helping churches with their marketing? Yeah, the big idea is how do we help churches get more visitors each week? So everything in CMU is like designed to give you step-by-step video coaching and resources on how do you get more visitors this week, next week. Easter's great. Christmas is great. Uh, but what if we could help you every single week throughout the year? So that CMU uh, really was birthed out of um, my journey. I was a creative director at James River Church and then did some consulting with churches. And then from there, I moved up to Kansas City. That's where we, we connected um, to be a part of starting a church, Summit Park Church. And uh, really, the idea when we started that church was, could we build a marketing system from scratch that would help the church uh, utilize tools that often businesses utilize, you know, Facebook ads, search engine optimization, social media, uh, websites, um, kids pre-registration, like all this stuff that we would see in the business world, like, why not use those tools to help the church reach people? So uh, we built this system. Um, it was cool to see so many people in the community being reached, uh, learning about Jesus, making decisions to follow him, baptized, um, and, and just to see like, okay, these tools can be leveraged by churches. Uh, and then we started getting a whole bunch of other typically church plants that were like, hey, can you help us uh, do what you you know did for Summit Park? So I started helping you know churches here and there. And I was like, okay, this is getting a little bit too crazy. What if I just made courses where church could go step by step and learn how to do this with their team? So that was the, the birth of Church Marketing University. Um, we wanted to help 
a thousand churches in five years. Um, we started this in 2016 and we've got about 600 churches that are going through it right now. So we're closing in on that huge dream if we could help a thousand churches reach more people. So that's, that's been my journey and, uh, hopefully we'll hit that thousand mark here in the next couple of years. It's the most complete, like, uh, you know, marketing system that, that I've seen that just helps churches from a church perspective. You know, there's unique, challenges when uh when when you know churches get into marketing um one of the one of the challenges is uh, just kind of uh, maybe it's on a spiritual side like you know how, how does this make sense it, it, you mm-hmm. know in is branding and marketing and all that stuff in the bible and you know one of the questions in fact ryan just to you know before we get into the easter stuff one of the questions that we come across from time to time uh, on our social media and some other things is, you know, why why should we put money uh, towards marketing versus helping an orphan? Uh, mm. And it sounds like a legit question. So, what are, what do you have to say? Like, what you have a response to that? Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. Um, and at the bottom line, here's kind of how I look at it. If when you talk about marketing, if what comes to your mind is slimy tactics, manipulation, gimmicks, tricks, uh, then no, a church should not be marketing. If, though, you define marketing as simply how we do, um, tools to help you start new relationships in your community. So uh, the church has always had the option to look at tools with either this perspective of fear or with faith and excitement. So, you know, in, you look all the way back to like the printing press, simply a, a tool to help the church, you know, preach the gospel, share the gospel, uh, get the Bible into more people's hands or like the airplane. OK, simply a tool. Uh, we can send missionaries all across the world or uh, the Internet or social media or website. You know, like the list keeps going on and on. Television, one of the most influential, um, you know, pieces of culture across the world in the last, you know, 100 years. So. You can either look at those tools from a perspective of fear, like, oh, we shouldn't be a part of that, or faith of like, oh, could this be used to help preach the gospel and share the gospel? So I really, when I talk about marketing, it's simply how could we use all these tools that we have nowadays to help reach more people? And so when a church is doing that right, that should help all aspects of the gospel, not run contrary to it, not replace it, but anything that the church is doing preach the gospel, to help the orphan, to serve the widow, that should all be boosted by the tools that we have uh, available. In fact, I was just at a meeting at Summit Park Church where we were talking about foster care and adoption. And man, I don't know if we had a hundred people there that were learning about how do we help um, our, our state of Missouri with this issue. But the reason why we had a lot of people there is because we were leveraging tools to get people excited about this, to paint the story and cast the vision and get people registered to get to that event. And, you know, so and the tools are used properly in the right context. It should only help uh, you know, at the end of the day, reach the, um, the, the people in your community, help support the orphans and widows, and um, so not run contrary to it. So that'd be my, my answer in a nutshell. But that's often a conversation we could talk for, for hours on. <laughs> yeah, and it's an amplification. A lot of what we're talking about yeah. is just amplifying a message, a vision. That's one of the things I've seen as we work with uh, pastors, and we just listen to the vision that they have, and then we, we want to just help them to get that vision out there so other people can help run with it and the people in the community can see what it is and perceive the church in the right way so that they want to be a part of what's going on in the church 
Um, there's a great book out there called uh, Story Brand, and you, you might have heard of it. It's a big kind of a marketing movement that's happening right now. But the big idea behind it is this idea of inviting people into a better story. So, uh, and what what better you know way can a church reach people than to invite them into a better story? I mean, we have the greatest story, part of the yep. greatest story ever told. And it applies to everyone. And so marketing, branding, advertising is just a way to invite that, um, that community into a better story. And uh, you, you can do things to help make that easier, to make it more clear to where people can say, I want to be a part of that or that's for me um, so that they show up and they come and they, they can experience the message that you have, that really the gospel that you're going to present to them as, as a church leader. Uh, on a marketing side, like we, you know, as we work with different people, like it's not about changing anything about the vision or yep. the message that God has given them, or it's just about amplifying it and getting it out yep. there in a, in a, in a better way. So with yep. that, Easter's coming up and Easter's a big opportunity, but Ryan, why is Easter a great opportunity? Why should churches, um, do something intentional around Easter versus any other time of year? Man, it's uh, it's our big day. You know, it's our big day. It's the day that changed the history of the world. Uh, it's the thing that really why we celebrate, why we have hope. Um, and it's really unique in that um, it's a day. Even obviously, Christmas is is a huge holiday. But even Christmas, in a lot of ways, has been taken over by a lot of different aspects of culture. Where Easter, I still feel like, is the day that people. Um, you know, it's, it, even though the Easter bunny gets in there, I mean, it's our, it's our day to, to make much of Jesus. So uh, it's a good time and a good season where people are open and interested in visiting a church that they may not be open or interested throughout the year. So it's a great opportunity to start relationships with people and then invite them to go on a journey that we, you know, it's one of the few ones that we have where people are like, you know what, let's let's go check out a church. So that that's, you know, for lack of a better explanation, that's just it. It's a great opportunity. You know, and I found, too, that Easter is just a – it's a natural time of year where people, for whatever reason, are thinking church. You know, yeah. um, if, if you're not part of a church, haven't been to a church – but it's just something about Easter that triggers that idea of like, hey, I should probably go to church. And I feel like if um, if your church can trigger that, say, hey, um, if you feel like going to church, you know, hey, here, here's a great place. Here's our service times. Uh, and you make it really, really easy for people to come and show up. Like that's one of the things that we we try to help churches with is maybe you can create a landing page on your website. Maybe and, and Ryan will get into some actual tips, but. Uh, just take down as many obstacles as you possibly can so people yeah. can that are urging, there's an itch for maybe to show up at church because maybe when they were seven years old, their mom took them to church on Easter and they're like, mm -hmm. I just, I, I think I should probably go, go to church. Like, just make it really easy for them to say yes to your church or just to any church because we just want them to go to church, you know, um, anywhere. Yeah. So we're going to share some tips um, to help your church um, to do Easter well. And to get some results, uh, like Ryan said earlier, we've got an Easter kit that he's created. Um, we'll talk about it one last time at the end of it, um, of our time here together. But man, there's some amazing resources that are just designed to make this easy for you as a church leader to do Easter well, to invite people in a very clear way where they can say, yes, I want to be a part of Easter at your church. And Ryan's done all the work. He's been thinking through everything, and he's a genius. And you should just uh, take a look at this, cherry pick some stuff. But really, if you want to do the whole thing, it'll be well worth it. 
So, uh, Ryan, what are some um, what are some results that you've seen like over the last previous years? You've done this Easter kit. Any quick uh, just results that you've seen from churches that have done this? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most popular things that we do. And we've got, you know, seven tips. All of these seven tips really inform this kit. So what you're about to hear in, in this podcast, in this uh, live video, you're going to find this type of thinking out and actually give you resources to live this out. But it, it, honestly, uh, what we see is a, a ton of churches are who are super frustrated with how – or the lack of results that they've been getting over the long haul from their past Easter uh, experiences. A lot of them have these big events, but nobody comes back. And we know, biblically speaking, our call is to create uh, disciples and take people on a long-term journey that ends up in heaven. And I think there's a ton of church leaders out there that are super frustrated with, we put all this energy into this big day, end of the day, these people aren't coming back. They're not being discipled. Something is wrong. Something is broken. And, and so typically what we've seen, and this is, I think, our fourth year to do our Easter coaching is churches will be like, oh, my word, this is going to be a huge help. Um, and we'll get into the specific tips. But what they see is we it helps them change their mentality from how do we stop planning just a big event and how do we start planning big long-term impact. And that's the big aha. And that's what we have when churches come back months later. They're like, oh, my gosh, this made such a huge difference. We've got families coming now. People are being discipled. This was way different than how we used to approach Easter uh, a couple years ago. So that's the big um, testimonials that we get is just that mindset shift and then what that does uh, long term for, for the church. You know, when I was in school, uh, I used to wonder why why we have to do algebra and, and math and geometry <laughs> and uh, all those different things. And it wasn't until after I got out of school that somebody told me that math is really just a way to help you learn how to think. Mm. It's just a way to help you process how things work in the world. And honestly, I think uh, I think the Easter kit, like, it's just a way to train people. If if you got nothing else out of it, but you just got a new way to think about your marketing, like, it'll yeah. go beyond Easter. It'll help you just think about your marketing for whatever your men's event, your women's event, whatever's coming up in the future in a different way. It's just a different way of thinking about things that Ryan's bringing from a marketing perspective. And, man, if – if you're a church pastor out there listening to this, you, you've got the spiritual side of it. God's given you a vision and a calling on, on that side of it. But you're not always equipped on the marketing side to know how to process or how to do things that engage with people from a marketing perspective. So if you're, if you're out there feeling the need of like, man, I just really need to know how to do this better, um, this is a great way to start. Get the free kit and uh, use it for Easter. But beyond Easter, it will help you. It'll help you think about things more strategically. Ryan's done a lot of this stuff for you. So he's he's going to help and guide you through this process so that you can do better just as you go forward with any any event. So with that, Ryan, what, why don't you go into tip number one? We've got seven of them to unpack. So let's get to it. What is yeah. tip number one? And I'm going to keep it quick on these tips. And uh, but so tip number one is start early. So at the time of this uh, interview, we are two months out. And um, yesterday, something big happened at Walmart. They put out all the Easter candy. Um, so which I don't necessarily like. 
it's crazy to me that they put out Easter candy two months out, um, but they do. Uh, and I don't know why it takes two months for us all to go buy chocolate eggs. I don't, I don't necessarily get that. But I think the bottom line, and, and we verified this from our research, is growing churches typically start planning about three months out. There's, I don't know what it is magical about that 100-day window, but it gives your church more time uh, to prepare, more time to think through your strategy, more time to, to get things in order, to get your invite cards ordered, to get your Facebook strategy ready to go. Uh, so don't wait to the last minute to get going on this. Even if you're just uh, just getting started, if you've procrastinated, if you're not uh, three months out, if you're like, Ryan, we're lucky to get three days out from our pastor, it's okay. Hey, get in there, get the kit. We've done a lot of the hard work for you, but start early and it's going to really help you build momentum to get the word out and to get your people uh, empowered and enabled to be inviting friends and family, uh, their neighbors. And, and so my number one tip is start early. Get started whenever you're hearing this, wherever you find yourself. Get started making progress today, and it will help you to have a bigger long-term impact over the long haul. So don't procrastinate. Start early. That's tip number one. So make sure that you're doing that. And I think one of the by, the great side effects is going to be you're going to be a, a better steward of the resources that you've been given. How many times yep. have you had to rush that banner or rush that order and you're paying an extra $50? You don't have to do that <laughs> even if you plan early. So uh, if you have comments or questions for Ryan, make sure you leave those and we can ask. Uh, that's the beauty of Facebook Live. So make sure you leave some of those and we'd love to throw them to Ryan. Ryan, what's tip number two? Tip number two is define the win and make sure you've clearly thought through this because the win is not a big event. All too often I see, you know, churches, the, the afternoon or the evening after Easter, they're high-fiving and they're like, oh, wasn't that awesome? We doubled our attendance. And while that is great and while we can high-five and celebrate uh, a big event, that is not the correct win. The correct win is long-term discipleship. And once you define that as the win, everything changes. How you plan, what you put your creative team on, uh, the things that you actually measure. So, yes, we're going to measure Easter attendance, but we're going to see how many of those people actually come back. If that is the win, everything that we start to do and think and measure changes and how we lead changes, what we celebrate changes. So you've got to define the, the right win, and that is long-term discipleship, and you've got to adjust everything accordingly to that win. So for just a real practical here, if the win is long-term discipleship, then is it the right decision for everybody to go on vacation the week after Easter? Well, when your visitors show up, if they're, if they come back and that they have a terrible experience and the, the worship team is all worn out from the week before and the pastor's on vacation and it, it, they just have, it's nothing like their Easter experience, then you've kind of gone the wrong way. You've defined the wrong win. So again, that's just one example of what happens when you start defining the right win as long-term discipleship and then align everything with that. Uh, and not necessarily just a big event. So tip number two is define the win. Excellent. So the win is something that, um, man, I, it's a sports term, but it really has a lot of emotion behind it. And I feel like if you if you think about things that way, like what is the win, it just gives such a sense of clarity towards what you're trying to, to do. What's tip number three? Tip number three is I want to encourage you to think young. When you start planning Easter, think young. What Again, we did this assessment because we wanted to identify what our growing churches doing that plateaued or declining churches aren't doing. So we did this assessment of 2,000 churches to find those things. The number one finding that we came away with is that growing churches led by leaders that prioritize reaching the next generation. 
Let me say that again. Growing churches are led by leaders that prioritize reaching the next generation. And, and so much so, this is quick how it breaks down. Declining churches, 38% of the time, said that is true of our senior leadership, that he or she prioritizes reaching that next generation. If you look at the growing church segment, that number jumped up to 68% said that that's true of their senior leader. If you look at the rapidly growing church segment, they would say 88% of the time that that is true of their senior leader. So it is a huge uh, determination whether or not your church is going to be growing church is whether or not you prioritize reaching young. So when you think Easter, I want you to think young. What could you do this Easter to reach into your community specifically for young families, kids, students? Um, and it's going to really set your church up to have that long-term impact that we're talking about. So when you think Easter, think young. That's That's tip number three. So once again, we have the link to the Easter kit that you can grab. Uh, it's right below on the comments. Uh, so tip number one from Ryan is to plan ahead. Number two is to define the win for long-term discipleship. Number three is to think young. Growing churches are prior to prioritizing reaching the next generation. Ryan, what's tip number four? Tip number four is raise up leaders. Raise up leaders. So it's great, again, if you have a great um, Easter Sunday, uh, that's awesome. But if you can use events like Easter to raise up leaders in your church, that is one of the keys to long-term growth, long-term discipleship. And, and really, at the end of the day, your leadership is going to determine your capacity to continue to reach people. Uh, so if you had an all-leaders meeting at your church this week, and let's say you had 20 people in the room, okay? And then next year at this exact time, you have an all-leaders meeting, and you have the exact same 20 people in the room, your church is probably going to look probably very similar to what it did a year ago. But if you are continually raising up leaders and using events like Easter to empower other people, give them responsibilities. Uh, that's where like a resource like the kit can be great because you can divide and conquer and say, hey, you take that, you take that, you take that. Watch the coaching videos, equip them with uh, resources, and then help them become a leader in your church so that a year from now, if you have 40 leaders instead of 20, um, church is going to look a lot different and your capability and capacity to reach and disciple more people is going to, to be way greater. Um, so tip number four is use events like Easter to raise up leaders. That's going to help you have longer term impact than if you just do it all yourself. So that's something, again, you can apply to any event that you're doing, a men's event. So beyond Easter, that type of thinking is going to help you out quite a bit. Uh, Ryan, that was four. What's tip number five? Tip number five is stay focused. Stay focused. I see way too many churches as they're rolling into Easter. They get all these creative ideas, and it, sometimes they're great, but oftentimes they become sideways energy. Or like, well, what if we had a women's event and a men's event and a student event and a kids event, and uh, and then pretty soon you've got all this sideways energy going on. And I would just say, hey, keep it focused on Easter. Keep the main things, the main things. Um, even with your branding, like. Uh, we just call it Easter at your church. You know, like stay focused on the key things. Don't get too crazy. Don't get too many things going on that and that your people just don't know. Hey, what we're doing is we're celebrating Easter. Here's the simple thing. Invite your friends to this. Uh, stay focused on that. Uh, and, and yeah, it'll be way better than, again, so many 
pastors get all these ideas and they want to do them all at once and they get all this, they get distracted, kind of that, you know, that squirrel mentality where they're now chasing this and they lose the goal of just, hey, just stay focused on Easter. Stay focused on Easter and keep moving forward. Stay focused on that win, like we talked about in tip number two, defining the win, inviting people uh, to go on that journey after Easter, inviting people back to, to Mother's Day if you're in the United States, uh, and stay focused on the main things. So one of the great uh, things about marketing is um, it's kind of a principle, and that's the one thing. Like, what's the one thing that you want people to do? And uh, that's how you get people to act. In fact, there was a uh, an experiment about, with uh, spaghetti sauce. I remember this company put out like 26 different spaghetti sauce trying to improve their sales, um, and it didn't do a thing. But then they shrunk it down to like six jars of sauce, and their scale their their sales skyrocketed. And um, in in marketing world, that's just an example of wow. When you give people a lot of options, it actually paralyzes them. Mm. But if you if you can help your church focus on Easter and here's what we're trying to do, here's the win, the things that Ryan are t- Ryan's talking about, you're actually going to see a greater result by doing less because you're focused and people love that. Like it, there's a comfort to to being focused and not trying to do too much. Yeah. That was tip number five was to stay focused. So Ryan, what's tip number six? Tip number six is a little bit of the counterintuitive one, and it's that it's work backwards. Um, so when you start planning for Easter, I actually don't want you to start with Easter. I want you to start, again, this is a little bit different if you're not in the United States, but for those churches in the U.S., I want you to actually start with Mother's Day. And I want you to plan out your Mother's Day event, and then I want you to start with the series after Easter, uh, what you're doing it between Easter weekend and Mother's Day, and then I want you to plan Easter because the whole goal, remember, is long-term impact. So what we're going to do is one of the big keys and one of the things that we're going to measure is can we get people to come back? So on Easter, we need to say, hey, going to love the series that we're kicking off next week, and here's why you should care about this. Here's why your audience who is brand new should care about this. And then also mark your calendars for Mother's Day because it's going to be a fantastic day here at such and such church. It's another great, typically, again, one of the biggest attended um, days of the year for a lot of churches. It's the third biggest uh, Sunday of the year. And so, again, everything that you do on Easter is going to drive people to getting them to come back the next week or the next series, getting them to come back to the next event, which is Mother's Day. And and so you start after Easter and you work backwards and you'll find, again, that's one of those tips that helps you think the goal is not a big event. The goal is that big long-term discipleship. And even if you do less on Easter, like save money to market after Easter, save money for follow-up, do follow-up really well, invest some of your energy and resources in that next series after Easter so your team's not wiped out. You're building momentum for the long haul. And uh, side note here too, I know a lot of times we call Easter like our Super Bowl, like it is the Super Bowl. And I understand what you mean by that. But what happens after the Super Bowl is everybody shuts down and everybody leaves because that's the big day. And my thinking is you got to look at Easter from a momentum perspective as like week one of the playoffs. Right, the Super Bowl is long-term discipleship. The Super Bowl is is heaven, and we're moving people in that direction. So, if you look at Easter as the Super Bowl, and you high five and you walk off, and everybody goes to Disney World, you've missed the point. So, start with the end in mind, and with of long-term discipleship, and then work backwards on how you're going to achieve that end. So, that's tip number six: is work backwards. You know, right? Last year we uh, in mind one of the churches. 
Um, we actually promoted the, uh, there's a starting point class that they have, which basically onboards people onto the church. So their thinking was that, hey, normally everybody shows up on Easter that normally doesn't show up, uh, you know, throughout the year. So what if we just like had that one thing of like, hey, we just want you to get into the starting point class that we, it's a revamped new thing that they did and they launched it right before Easter, just in time for Easter. And you know what? It, 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 um, created a huge momentum for that starting, starting point class from that day forward. So where that mm. class was always full, they had to add extra sessions. And, um, so it's a different spin on, on, uh, what you were talking about. But the, the big idea behind it, the principle is, hey, start with the end in mind. What are you trying to achieve? So we've got six tips down. This is the last one. So tip number seven. What is that, Ryan? It's the last one. It's the one uh, that's most important. It's the one that uh, as a church leader and a pastor, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know that. But tip number seven is make much of Jesus. Okay, so everything that you do should be pointing people to Jesus, celebrating what he's done. Kind of the same thing, too. Like, don't get too crazy, uh, even on your Easter message and what you're doing. Like, keep the focus on Jesus. Keep the whole perspective of what you're doing, celebrating that uh, I love doing creative things. I'm a big fan of that. But don't get so creative that you, people are walking away from Easter Sunday without a clear presentation of the gospel and what Jesus has done. Uh, again, everything, you, don't forget that even though we're talking about marketing, you are on a spiritual mission and you can't do anything outside of uh, you know, preaching the Bible, covering everything in prayer. Um, it's a it's a spiritual uh, endeavor that we are in. So as much as I love all the tactics and I love talking strategy and that is so much fun, at the end of the day, don't forget to keep the main things the main things. This the spiritual aspect of making much of Jesus, preaching the word, um, yeah, keeping the main things the main things. So just don't get so excited doing all these other things that you just forget to keep the main things the main things. That's good, Ryan. You know, one of the tips that that I remember from previous years when you've done this is the uh, the invite, the way to invite uh, people, just asking people to pray about that person. And it is a spiritual journey. Mm. Like, you know, that's, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about marketing and, you know, why not? Why should we spend so much money and attention on marketing and all this stuff? But really, it's it's a way to focus people on the main thing. Like if if you're just intentional to say, hey, this is um this is an opportunity for you to invite that neighbor, that coworker, and you just take a moment, you pause, and you just take a moment, maybe in a service or whatever that looks like, to to hold that invite, to pray over it, and to be you know on purpose about what you're going to do with it this next week, and plant that into the hearts of the people that are in the church. Uh, we saw some amazing things happen. Like I've seen it personally where, where churches have applied this, ta this tactic. I mean, I guess you can call it a marketing tactic where they've prayed over the invite, asked somebody to, 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 to think about who you could invite. Uh, just real quick, this is a crazy story. One guy took it to a Wendy's and, uh, uh, well, actually went to Wendy's, remembered the prayer, gave the invite to the manager, and the, the manager broke down in tears. And th this guy was able to go and just kind of, you know, talk to her. And the manager called her whole staff over. Um, and this is a Wendy's, like, you know, it was a kind of a downtime around nine o'clock at night. And they all prayed together um, oh. as, as a whole staff. So it was a moment that, you know, God allowed to happen. And just by inviting somebody to come to Easter. And I, I feel like, man, there's great opportunities if you just take a moment 
you know, we're talking marketing stuff, but make it spiritual. Um, keep the main thing the main thing. It's all about Jesus. And just let him use your church and, and your people to go out there and invite and uh, spread the word with with this marketing stuff that Ryan's talking about. So we went through seven tips um, to help you with your Easter this year. Again, the kit is available. Ryan created this Easter kit, um, the ultimate Easter kit, and it'll help you to apply what he's talking about, talk you through it step by step, download some different things. Any any details, Ryan, you could share about the kit itself that will help the, the pastors that are out there? Yeah, and I, I would just add to what you were saying, like the invite strategy. Normally, I, we talk a lot about that. Um, we didn't have a t- have time for that. But once you get in the kit, you're going to see a coaching video called Your Simple Invite Strategy. Because oftentimes we have uh, churches, they're typically, you know, 400 people or less. And, and they're like, hey, Ryan, you know, it'd be great if we had time and money and energy and expertise to run Facebook ads and do direct mail and do door hanger campaigns and um, do Google ads and YouTube ads. We just don't have the time and capacity this year to be able to pull that off. So if we don't have any time or money, what in the world can we do to still get people uh, to come hear the gospel on Easter? And that's the simple invite strategy that we cover, where I say, hey, if you couldn't do anything else, like if you can't do Facebook ads and all this sort of fun stuff, then just do this one strategy and it will work for your church. It's all based on invite cards. You basically, uh, the short answer is you, you grab the card, you know, you pray over it, you do this kind of recipe that we talk about step by step leading up to Easter. And, uh, it's simple. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Those invite cards can be very inexpensive, uh, and it, but it works. It gets your people inviting. If you go, you're going on a spiritual journey. That story that you shared, Michael, is is awesome. So if you're like, if you're in that boat, if you're a church and and you're not, you don't have a ton of money, you don't have a time. Once you get in the kit, look for that video called Your Simple Invite Strategy, and, and just do that strategy. If you just do it and do it well. Follow the recipe. Don't get too creative. Don't get like just follow the recipe and and you'll find like, oh, my word, this was a huge help in getting people uh, to come hear the gospel for for Easter. So, yeah, that's the thing just kind of would add into that. And you'll find once you get in the kit, you're going to find a whole bunch of downloads. You're going to find a whole bunch of coaching uh, videos as well. And, And then we are trying to take requests and add as much into the kit as possible. So we've had, um, like I mentioned, we've had over 5,000 churches already in the kit. We've had over 2,000 questions come in. Uh, those are requests, and so we're trying to answer as much as we can. I'm doing a daily tip where we're answering um, th- those questions on a daily basis. We're adding more stuff every single week to the kit uh, that churches are requesting. Uh, so this thing is really, it's alive and active, and it's we're trying to add as much as we can. So again, if, if you're jumping into the kit and you're like, hey, what about this? What about that if you're not seeing it in the kit we will try to add it if at all possible we can't we can't promise that but we're trying to uh take the the most popular requests and, and get them in the kit as well yeah thanks ryan for sharing and putting that together for everyone again it's free so you just click on the link that's below go get the kit uh, it's not going to cost you anything um just take a look at it and again i think the biggest and the greatest benefit is just the idea of um thinking a little bit more like a marketer and, and walking through that process to, to see what that might look like for your Easter and then taking that beyond beyond that. Ryan, uh, normally I like to leave with one uh, final question um, from our audience. And so for you, the question is, what is kind of the latest marketing trend that churches should be paying attention to? 
Oh, man. I could talk so long on this because I love, love, love the latest and greatest. I mean, we've got over 30 courses that cover the, the latest and greatest. But honestly, the greatest trend right now that churches should be paying attention to are, and I know this is going to sound like an old geezer, but it's the basics. There's so many churches that want to jump to Facebook ads and, you know, all this, the kind of the latest and shiny object. But what they need to do is get the basics of their marketing system down and done very, very, very well. And then everything you add on top of that is going to work so much better. So, and I'm talking simple things like your email list and your email strategy. Um, simple things like text messaging. Like text messaging is the most effective way we have to communicate in our culture. And most of the churches don't have a text message strategy. Uh, your website. Is your website a visitor generating machine every single week? It's sending people to your church. Um, so some of these basic things that most churches, uh, they keep put, putting off or they don't, aren't solving. They're trying to do again. They're trying to get creative and cute and, oh, let's do Facebook ads, but you haven't done the basics. So most churches need to get done down to the nitty gritty, get those basics done. And then you'll find everything you add on top of that works so much better at typically half the cost but so get your basics down and, and then we could talk about you know facebook ads and youtube ad campaigns and google adwords all that sort of fun stuff but get the basics down first we work with nonprofits and uh, different organizations churches uh, especially churches and uh, one of the things we we went came across this organization that um, their website was really confusing they, they offered mm. a lot and had a lot of great things a podcast blog uh, free resources downloads um, paid stuff uh, courses all sorts of different things that they offered but it was so busy that when you landed mm. on the website you just didn't know what to do like you were just paralyzed and so we really just simplified the homepage and we spent a lot of time just like, hey, let's just simplify your homepage and get your messaging down to where it just helps people take one next step. And it made yep. a huge difference. Like it's the basics. Um, your website is the hub. It's the front door to your church. Um, man, get that right. Make sure that you have a good playbook in place so that you can really get people to because the purpose of that website and, and if you haven't thought about it this before think about it the purpose of the website is to get people to show up on sunday um that's the main purpose it's going to serve your, your congregation yes but it really needs to be a great front door for your church inviting your community to come on sunday and making it really easy for them to say yes i want to be there on sunday so definitely thanks for those tips right on the marketing basics if people love what they're hearing from you where can they find you <laughs> well, they need to go find Church Brand Guide first and get those basics done, right? Like uh, you're wasting time if you haven't had, you know, Michael and his team think through your branding, through your communication strategy. Again, invest in getting those foundational elements done. You're, get a great website and you will be serving your church so much better for the next five years than if you just keep chasing the latest and greatest. So step one is talk with Michael, talk with his team. Get invest in your church to get a great website, get a compelling brand, get a compelling story in place. Think through your simple next steps. Have his team think and work with you to get that accomplished. And again, I'm telling you, it's going to be an investment that pays off for years to come. And then once you get, the, again, those basics done, everything else gets so much more fun and so much more effective. Uh, that's where you can check out Church Marketing University. We have courses that can help your team do all this stuff on an ongoing basis. Um, so yeah, you can check us out at churchmarketinguniversity.com or we have a Facebook group called Church Marketers. 
Um, Michael's a part of that. We we have kind of an ongoing conversation inside that Facebook group, so you can jump in there and uh, join the conversation. A lot of question and answer, feedback, ideas from other churches. So uh, that's really where we spend most of our community time in the in the church marketers group. Hey Ryan, thanks again for coming on, man. That was really really good, and I think the audience will get a lot of value about Easter, thinking through Easter. And again, I just want to kind of punch it one more time. Like it's it's about Easter. We're just um, using Easter because it's here right now, but think about stuff even beyond that. Like just begin to think about it a little bit differently. And uh, Ryan's a great, great resource to help you do that. So thanks, Ryan, for coming on to the Church Brand Guide podcast. Yeah, man, it's been a ton of fun. Let's do it again. Sounds good. 